The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. The topics discussed may include drugs, alcohol or be sexual in nature. This show is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm serious. It's dirty. Really, really dirty. Still here? Then pour your favourite beverage, sit back and let's get this fucking show started. Rico, I got the keys ready to come in and you know, the music. Tony. What is his name, Tony? Lois can never have Superman's baby. Ah, yes. Incredible Hulk melon body. Ah! Ah! Yeah, I tried to teach you how to handle comics in the sixth grade, but oh no, you wanted to play Little Bean instead. I'm what better than number one looks like. I guarantee you blow the load like a shot. Thank you, Trisha. We now return you to Robin Boy Wonder. The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. Fantastic Forum. Assemble. You're listening to Fantastic Forum, All Games Radio's premier comic book show and your live weekly show about comic books. We are the Fantastic Forum, coming to you live and direct from All Game Studio Los Angeles. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, you just stick with us. We'll help you take it up a notch. You have the usual suspects in the building on Skype. He is our riddle inside of an enigma trapped in Chinese finger cuffs. You don't know him. You love him anyway. He's our silent assassin, Jay. Hey, what's up? Next, he's the backbone, the pillar, the strength of fantastic form, our nigh invulnerable brawler and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. Yo. And as for myself, my name is Lawrence Young. They call me Mary Young. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. Shout out to Oz. He's in chat. He's messing around and, and has to work. He has to make sure the buttons get pushed so Illinois doesn't become a nuclear crater. Yeah, he's thanks a, for that, Oz. He's expendable. I mean, essential. <laughs> uh, we got a great show for you today. Uh, we're going to be talking to you about, uh, we'll do a review of Blood Realm number one for you. Uh, we're also going to talk to you all about a couple of DC, DC, a couple of DC cases, uh, one featuring Death and one featuring Sergeant Rock. Uh, and we're also going to bring you, I guess, a, a review on the movie The Red Pill. So uh, we got all that going on and more, of course, latest news and whatever else it is that you all want to talk about. Um, but before we do all that, we want to make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin, All Games Radio, the All Games Radio Network, and of course you all, the All Games community, for allowing us this time, equipment, opportunity, ability to talk about this medium that we love oh so much, which are comic books. 
So uh, if you want to get down with Fantastic Forum, we are live, and we'll tell you how to do it. Here's how. Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at allgames.com slash live. Join the party. You know you want to. Yeah. So it's a live show. Jump in. Be a part. Get in chat. Jump on Skype. We'll we'll answer the phone. We're here. So um yeah. Gents, how you doing? How 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 uh how you all been holding up? How about you, Mo? How you been holding up? I'm good. I got a runny nose and a stuffy head, but I'm good. Oh, no. Any fever? Nah, nah. It's just... Uh, okay, good. It, it's... Uh, I was about to say, I'm like, you're dead already if you have a fever. You're dead already. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I, uh, I've had a runny nose since I was like eight, so <laughs> it's just allergy shit, you know? There it is. That's like, they, they were being literal when they used to call you a snot-nosed punk back in the day? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, I, they, they started calling that because of me. Most <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure I'm the first person to ever use the term snot nose. <laughs> I'm not bad at that. <laughs> oh my goodness. So yeah, yeah. Jay, how about you, man? How uh, how was your weekend? How you been holding up? Um. Okay, it was cool. I mean, WrestleMania helped. That took out a good chunk of time. You know, okay. where I didn't have to think about all the bullshit going on. Now, and WrestleMania was actually pretty cool. Oh, go ahead. WrestleMania was like two days this, this year, right? Right. It was a two-night event. Why was it two days? Because they had a lot going on. And, you know, there's... You know, there's Raw, there's SmackDown, but there's also the new brand, which is NXT. Mm-hmm. So in order to get everyone, you know, all their shows spotlighted, they needed the extra time. Wow. Okay. How, how was That's it fair. with no audience? Yeah. It's a little surreal. Like, and it's funny because they still do the showboating. They still do the call-outs to what would be the audience, but there's just no audience. Like, like you, you can hear everything they say, huh? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, there's <laughs> some times where they really mumble, but for the most part, yeah, you can hear everything. Like, <laughs> you can hear the referee, like, really clearly. <laughs> or you can hear all the smack talk. and <laughs> I know, like... yeah. I watched the. Well, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I I tuned in to kind of get a sense of what it was like. Um, this Italian soccer was it game. free or something? Say again. Was it free? Yeah. No, it was on pay per view, or if you have the WWE Network, uh, you, you can watch it there for free. Oh. Okay. Which, when you when you subscribe, you get a free month. So. I subscribed. I got the free month trial so that I could watch it. Oh, okay. Because I just I feel like there are a lot of people watching it this year that kind of go beyond the normal like breadth of the people I usually see watching wrestling events. And so I'm like, I mean, I understand that we're all inside, but I didn't know that would be crazy. Yeah. Like returning wrestling fans. 
Like, I mean, I wouldn't if it weren't for this quarantine, I probably wouldn't have watched it. Like, I wouldn't even try to figure out how to watch it. Oh, like, wow. That's interesting. Really, I needed that. Yeah, like that three hour chunk of time was important to me to have something to do. <laughs> yeah. I tried watching. Like, yeah. I tried watching. A, I tried watching a soccer game like that with no audience. And they scored a goal, and then the announcer still went crazy, like he's like trying to get the people riled up, you know. Like <laughs> it, it was it, like how you said it was surreal. That's how it was for the soccer game too. It's like who's he? Like I know he's talking to the people at home, but usually you get that hype because of the people in the stadium. Like you're conveying that, but there's nobody in the stadium. Yeah, right. But, and yeah. it's like there are certain parts where. You know, they had a last man standing match, which, you know, those always go into like the back area and the gym and the backstage. And, you know, normally you would still get the volume, like you would still get the sound from the audience cheering because they're watching it on the, you know, screen. And you would still have that like ambiance. But this time there's just, they're just in the backstage area fighting. It's like, yeah, it's definitely surreal. But I will say they did a couple of cool things, um, which they had kind of like, yeah, they're matches, but they were more like short films because they had like scores and everything. Or they had a boneyard match between AJ Styles and The Undertaker, which was pretty cool. But I think one of the best things this year was the Firefly Funhouse match. What does that even mean? (laughs) Here's the thing. Because I'm, like, I haven't watched wrestling in years. Like, if it weren't for this quarantine, I probably would have skipped WrestleMania. But there's this character called The Fiend, and he's, like, an alter ego of another character. And uh, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde kind of situation. Not exactly, because they're oh. both crazy. Like, <laughs> they're both evil. And he basically has this, like, fun house that's kind of, like, on the surface, it looks like Pee-wee's Playhouse, but, like, evil. And then when you go inside, he can control reality. And, uh, yeah, so he fights John Cena, and he keeps taking John Cena through like these different stages of his career to like when he used to do the rapping a lot. So they like made it so he could only speak and rhyme. And like they <laughs> took him back to the NWO when he was like part of them. And he like took them all back. And they had this Vince McMahon puppet that was like, this is good shit. <laughs> and. <laughs> It was just, it was insane. Now, do you and, do you think something like that would have still been done if they had an audience there? It's hard to say. Like, I know the Boneyard match has been done before. But there's still, when they even when they do those, they try to at least pretend it's real. And, like, there's no score. But this is, like completely unreal and it was yeah like if 
they had an audience, I don't, I'm not sure they would have did this. And so, That's like, a- yeah, it was amazing. Like, John Cena ended up losing because, you know, if you can control everything that's happening, there's, it's hard to win over that. <laughs> John, John, John Cena couldn't, couldn't beat the reality warper? What a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it was just a fun match to watch. And, you know, like, it was, it was surreal in and of itself. Like, it was just like, a crazy thing and you know I hit up Twitter because that's how bored I am in this fucking quarantine. I'm Listen, going I to saw Twitter. that I was like I'm like Jay is tweeting yeah. and it's fantastic. I saw that too. <laughs> it's fantastic. I'm like I'm like I like that. I like that one hundred percent. I'm like I, I, was, was, I was sitting here looking at it like why isn't Jay tweet more often? I thought he was his his account got hacked. <laughs> like, this is way too premium content to be actually Jay. <laughs> oh, right. Dude. It's funny, and man. Like, everyone's kind of blown away by this Firefly Funhouse match. And I, look, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. I want to see it. Yeah, get the app. Yeah. Oh. It's probably on YouTube, too. Get the app. You can watch it. Yeah. I you get a free right. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I gotta remember the, my shit. It's like I'm, I, I'm, I really I'm, just got it for the thing. I'm probably a week, two weeks away from from getting ESPN Plus, so might as well just get WWE <laughs> too, right? It's like I want ESPN Plus, but you know, I was I was perfectly content with making sure every time I want to see a UFC fight that's a pay-per-view, I'm like, okay, look, I'll just go out to a bar. No big deal. Turns out that's not an option anymore. <laughs> so so now Excellent. it's like, okay, Wrestling. well, huh? Oh, one of the wrestlers that was fighting in WrestleMania is a former uh, UFC fighter. Like, I don't oh. remember her name, though. Oh, you don't but you might know Ronda her. Rousey's name, dude? Not her. <laughs> Another oh. girl, like oh really? She was like she's a beast. Like in preparation for the uh, WrestleMania, I watched the last pay per view, which was the the Elimination Chamber, and so like man, when like she came out, there were like three women in the ring, like one by one, she like takes them all out like in seconds. And she's like alone in the ring, waiting for the next person to come out. Then the next person comes out, and she starts to destroy her, but then toys with her and just starts beating the fuck out of her. And then gets her out, and she's in the ring again, just by herself. Like, she's that dominant. And like the last person that came out, Asuka, she gave up, she gave her a little fight. But she just took her out too. Like she was impressive. Granted, yes, it's all fake, but still impressive. Well, it's like acrobats, you know? It's still impressive. Right. It's not there's it's not, this... it's not fake, Jay. It's <laughs> it's predetermined. <laughs> right. 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 Like you do it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I, I can't do that. Oh, oh, but like, it's fake, looking, <laughs> I was, Like, there's one match where this one guy, I can't remember his name, he was fighting the Monday Night Messiah, and he, like, climbs to the top of, like, the WrestleMania sign, which is, like, above the announce table, and, like, drops on that to the guy on the announce table, and, you know, I know a little bit of how that works physically, but mm-hmm. still, just to do that, I was like, man, that is crazy. And, you know, AJ Styles was actually born the same year I am. I was. Yeah. And I was like thinking, like, me at my age, it's like, dude, <laughs> I can't do all this shit. <laughs> like, I'm like, so hurt and so just mangled. Like, like I couldn't even. Is it Shayna J? Is that Edge came back? Edge. Like I guess he, yeah, like he had to quit because of neck injuries, but he finally got that fixed. Like he had pretty <laughs> much given up on, uh, he had given up on wrestling and was just doing other shit. But he got a surgery where he c- couldn't feel pain in his neck anymore, so he came back. Does that fix the problem? <laughs> it's like it's a, I don't feeling pain isn't the same as not getting hurt. Not you know what I'm saying. Not feeling pain isn't the same as not getting hurt. All like I can say is his match was great. Like he was actually in the last stand, man standing match with Randy Orton, and yeah, he was amazing. Like it's good to see him back. Oh, jeez, man. Well, uh, yeah, I mean. I guess good for him. Uh, stay safe. Yeah, <laughs> as safe as you can. I guess I don't know. I'm like, jeez, man. But yeah, okay. Well, look, it sounds interesting. I definitely want to see that. That what do you see? What do you say called Firefly Funhouse match? Yeah, yeah. That sounds like, really interesting. Match from WrestleMania. You should definitely be that one. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Well, shoot, let's uh let's get into some of our topics for today. Should we talk about um um Oh man, listen. Let's do I, red pill. I mess, first. I, say again? Let's do red pill first. I'm excited. <laughs> you want to go there first? Yeah. Okay. All right. Jay, why why don't you tell people what the red pill is? Okay, The Red Pill is a movie by a feminist who was investigating the men's right activist movement. And throughout the film, she, like, shows, like, men's rights activists their, uh, like, what their issues are, what their movement is based off of. And it also shows, like, feminists and what they, uh, like, their issues and it's kind of like her journey like you know as a feminist she kind of like i think like most people when you talk about men's rights and you feel like well men have all the rights like what are they even complaining about and uh you know her first uh like first thing she really read about the men's rights was an article talking uh, about a men's rights activist uh, designating 
October as a beat a bitch month or something. And so she's like, like, what could these people possibly like? Yeah, she was just taken aback. And she decided to actually go talk to them and really find out what they're about. And she's kind of like, you know, she is still a feminist, but giving, like, having an open mind and trying to at least listen to what they're talking about. And throughout the film, she's like, you know, she's starting to question how ridiculous men's rights are. Like, they're not as you know, ridiculous as she first thought they were. And it's kind of like her journey through that. Yeah, no, that pretty much pretty much sums it up. And uh now last week Joe said watch this so that you could understand what he was talking about. Did it clear right. a little bit up? Uh y- yes and no. <laughs> in the sense that uh i definitely understand i understand more so where men's rights activists are coming from however i still think it's like like watching watching this joint i'm like okay the biggest problem men's rights activists have is branding like they really like and not like you could totally phrase all these things in different ways because some of the issues they have are are super legit some of the others are utterly ridiculous and so it's just like like let's not frame it as men's rights because all in all men do have like pretty much all the rights Let's frame it as something different, like especially if you want to just go issue by issue, because some of the issues are like, okay, yeah, you're you're absolutely right, man. Like that is is totally wrong and biased against men, and it should be fixed. Um, now, I think that like one one of the biggest things that I took away from this was more like it, it's not like some of these issues aren't the message as much as the messenger. Like, like the way that these, like almost all of these guys talk is really so condescending. Like, (laughs) it's ridiculous. Like how it's like, I don't, like, you know how you meet some people and you're like, man, it's weird because this person, like it's the first interaction I'm having with them and I've known them for like, you know, 15 seconds, but I, I don't like them already. Like all the men's rights activists in this, except for like maybe like one guy, are are that dude. Like to different degrees, you know what I'm saying? Like there's one guy that's like, oh man, like just the, like when this guy talks, just the way he looks is like, man, why why are you annoyed that you have to explain yourself? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you you don't want you don't want to you don't want to like mess around and like bring people into your fold, into your movement or whatnot. Like it, it takes time to explain yourself is too much. Okay, fine. But you know, me, it's like, okay, I can feel that way and still hear what you have to say. And I can totally take 
what you have to say and, and judge it like or at least do my best, I should say, to, to judge it um, uh, objectively. And so, um, yeah, it's like some things are like, like, which I, I, I may have messed around and mentioned Friday, like when you talk about things like family court and the way things are handled there, it's like, those are real issues. You know, there's like, there's obvious biases against men when it comes to things like paternity, um, um, things like uh, custody, and, and, and all of that stuff, you know? Now, that, and, and with that being the case, it's like, yeah, like, we should fix that, you know? Now, I, some people I know in the movie kind of, like, frame that in a way where that's because of feminism, and I don't think that that's the case. But, you know, well, either way... That way. Say again? The main guy that they were talking to didn't... Uh, Elam, he didn't, they didn't he didn't frame it that way. Right. Like, and, and that's why I say so. Feminism, but it is a result of the way our society has been going. Right. And, and I think that, you know, which, you know, the other part of this was, of course, like, you know, at a certain point, they try to, to get like the feminist perspective and whatnot. And, um, you know, you you only have like there are only a couple feminists in the in the movie, um, and one of them is like you know pretty. Well, actually, that's not true. No, there's I guess there's 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 only two maybe women, and one of them is pretty even, and the other one is like oh my god, like a lot, <laughs> a lot. And she knows. Red? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's she knows, mm-hmm. like even like yeah, she's. Um, Super popular, super radical, um, kind of hard to listen to. Yeah, and I mean, definitely, like I totally like that's. I think when people think about proto or or when they talk, yeah, like prototypical feminists and what's wrong with them, I think they think of a person like her. Now, right, even a lot of like there are a lot better feminists like women that are actually fighting for equality and like who well, don't blame a... men who are just well, trying see... to go ahead well i was gonna say but that's the thing though like like again this is like the other version it's like the feminist version of the men's right activist thing where it's kind of like dude like you're doing you're doing a lot right now and it's like you're you're kind of pushing people putting people off like you like the way you're delivering your message isn't isn't um, conducive to like you know or doesn't feel conducive to bringing people in you know what I mean however I don't feel like I think she is actually fighting for women's rights and I don't I don't True. know that yeah like like oh, yeah, the, she is. I, yeah and and it's like but I don't not- know that it huh I didn't say she's not fighting for women's rights. I was talking about equal rights, which is not what she wants. Well, I mean, uh, like, I don't know. Uh, see, that's the thing, though. Like, 
fighting to have women have the same rights as men isn't isn't not fighting for equal rights though it's like you know just because you have an emphasis does it like because i don't ever heard her say i didn't hear her say anything that was like men should not be able to do this well that's possibly true um so i'm just saying like like, and that's the problem where it's like sometimes people are like because you're trying to get your rights what about my rights and it's like well you already have that right and now you're trying to say i don't like you're like well you have it too it's like well you say that but you know obviously i don't feel that way (laughs) and it's like one of those things where that should be enough for you to at least take a look but you know you're just like sometimes people get so convinced in the fact like you know it's like my my gaining of rights is somehow a subtraction of your own but realistically, all we're taking away is, is privileges. But then well, they, I mean, that's a whole different thing. We're like, oh, well, but I'm not privileged. Hector Chat says that's like saying black lives matter means white lives don't. Right. Which is what people feel like. But it's not true. And that's the whole thing. It's like that people want to say like, oh, black lives matter means only black lives matter. It's like no one said only black lives matter. It's black lives matter also. <laughs> Two, right? So, what were you gonna say, Jay? Um, oh, I don't remember. I know something about uh, Big Red actually, like maybe not in this movie, but she had said men should have their rights taken away. Oh, okay. And hey, I like I don't I don't know her outside of this movie, so. That that very well could be the case. I'm just speaking to what I saw, so yeah, I didn't I didn't see that. But even you know. in this movie, it's like <laughs> uh, men are just trying to talk about their issues, and she feels the need to like disrupt them. Like she doesn't even want men to have a conversation right. about their rights. Yeah, which is yeah, fucked and- up. Well, yeah, no, I I would agree with that. Like, especially in America, you know, people should be able to meet and talk about whatever they want to talk about. And you know, while I can totally understand the idea of um, people protesting, and I, I think they should protest as well. I don't know to to disturb or or um, should be able to disrupt other people's events even if we don't agree with the premise you know what i mean like listen if the if the friggin' clan can go get together and have meetings somewhere and that's protected under the law then definitely other groups should be able to do the same thing too uh, but um and I, I was thinking about them like during the when they were showing like the feminists disrupting the uh, men's rights activists, because it's like I don't like the Klan. I don't like white supremacy. To me, it feels super racist. And, <laughs> me too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and it's like I know personally, I don't want them to meet and to discuss things, but. Yeah, at the same time, it's their right, and I shouldn't 
distract them, distract them. And technically, if I had the chance, I wouldn't. But I know I don't feel nearly as badly when their stuff gets, you know, interrupted compared to like other things. Yeah, I mean, but I guess that's the thing where it's like, I, I, I feel like in America, if there's people having some sort of gathering that you don't agree with, you should definitely be able to, like, you know, be across the street or in front of a particular place to pick it and let people know, like, hey, you should not be doing this. Like, you know, you should that you should have that right. And people should be able to be like, well, I'm going to do it anyway. But I appreciate, you know, you saying that and you move on. And go into your meeting or go into whatever it is that you're doing. And, you know, that that's that's all fine. Like, that's all free speech. You know, what you shouldn't do is, you know, of course, accost anybody coming in and out of some place that you don't appreciate. Or go into buildings and pull fire alarms and things like that. Like, that's not cool. Like, that's that's messed up. And, uh, you know, that that's not that's not what America like not, not the principles that America was built on. And so, you know. I mean, it, but but what I will say all in all is just when it comes to like the idea of men's rights, it's still it's still pretty ridiculous to me. It's like issues are issues. And I totally get that. But it's like to mess around and like especially like, you know, they have the whole thing where they talk about, oh, most of the people that have died in wars are men and this many percentage of the suicides are men and this percentage of the people that die from on the work, from workplace accidents are men. And it's like, like that's because of men. Like, like the policy in the army is not to let women fight. And the women aren't the ones that made that policy. But here's the thing. They're not blaming women for that. They're blaming society in general for that. And they're saying that as a society, we all need to look at that and maybe make some changes. But Because but, the fact is, people do consider men expendable. That's why we that, don't let women fight in wars, because they're special. That's why women and children are evacuated first, because they're special. But I that's mean, not a rights issue. Movie. It is. And... There's one point in the movie where they talk about uh, this dorm full of women getting kidnapped and sold, and the world was, like, up in arms about it. But then they talk about, like, the fact that men have been getting killed for years and no one cared. It's like, that's genuinely disgusting to me. Well, but it's not that no one cares. It it is. It's just they, they see it different. And it's like, okay, like I, I understand from a societal standpoint that is can, can something to talk about. But it's like, I mean, let me put it like this. If you were in a dangerous situation with a group of people and someone was like women and children first to get out of that dangerous situation, would you have a problem with that? No. Okay. So then... but. Someone that, did have a problem with it. I would at least listen to him. I mean, but I guess the thing is, though, it's like, okay, you disagree, but it's like, that's not, like, saying that's a rights issue is as though, like, 
Or I guess let me put it like this. Like as a as a culture, like we we decided or we've decided that generally speaking, children and, and women are more vulnerable than men. And it's like if you want to change that paradigm, that's fine. But why but I guess my thing is you can't mess around and and frame it as an issue of rights because that's like what we've all decided as a whole. And it's like maybe you're like, oh well, I feel my life is just as valuable as a child's. Okay. Most of us disagree with you. Wait, just because we decided it as a whole doesn't mean that it's okay, that it's not a rights issue. I mean, slavery, people had decided was okay. N- not as a whole. Still a rights issue. Not as a whole. And I'm not talking about numbers like, okay, majority. I'm just it's saying, like, like, there's a whole segment of people that you're oppressing that are like, we actually don't like this. And that's the whole, that's the point where it's like, men aren't being oppressed. Now, there's some things that we can change, and, but, and, but, and, and that's the thing where it's like, you know, especially this is the thing where I know I went through this whole movie and I'm like, where are the people of color men's rights activists? And eventually, well, dude, they, look, there was one. <laughs> and, and there were he, two. Okay, I don't listen. I might have missed the second one. I don't know. I was like there was there was one guy that was on a panel. He wasn't interviewed, and he was not so much a men's rights activist, even though I know they labeled him that. But the I did notice the organization. He was a black guy, and the organization that he had founded was specifically regarding child support, which again, that makes a lot of sense to me. Where it's like, yeah, if you're like, oh, this child support thing is all out of whack, like. I think we all know that that's the case, and I don't think there's there's very few women that will be like, oh no, there's nothing wrong with it. They might be like, well, hey, that's the way it needs to be, but they won't be like, oh well, it's fair, <laughs> you know. So it's See, like, I don't, I don't think that's the case. You think women are just like, oh no, child, the way child support's set up right now is fair? I think not all of them, but I feel a lot of them, yeah. Yeah, see, I don't think so. I think I think that they understand that it's that's the thing. It's it's something we have to talk about. Like, well, but that's that's no the point I'm making. Where, yeah, the point the point is that it's something that needs to be talked about. The fact is, you know, you can say you don't think so. I can say I think so. Unless we get out there and get the numbers, like this is subjectivity versus subjectivity. Well, no, no, but what I'm saying is this, is when you're talking about something solid like the way that the child support system or the family court system works and treats men versus women, that is something you get numbers on, and it's like, yeah, like, you, you, it, that's a problem. And that was like, I, I We don't I have the numbers how women feel about it. Huh? We don't have the numbers, we have the numbers of what happens, we don't have the numbers of, of what, how women feel about it. 
And you're saying you just assume that women know that it's unfair because the numbers say so is not proof that's that's subjective. You're assuming that the women agree with you because way you see it as wrong. And that's just not always the case. Oh, okay. But I mean, I guess it doesn't matter whether agree or not, right? It's like you got to get the men to agree. Because, like, realistically, like, if we want those laws changed, they can be changed. And who's going to change them? Not women. It's like the, the well, they don't want house, house. Women fight against it. But what I'm saying is the women aren't the ones that get to make the laws. The majority of Congress is men. Yeah. I felt I had to contribute. <laughs> so and don't and don't get me wrong, I understand that those people like they like a lot of the members of Congress understand that understand that women vote. Wait, say again? Sorry. The fact is the fact is a lot of the problems a lot of the people in the film aren't blaming feminists. They're blaming society in general, including men. They're saying that everyone we all need to take a look at this and make a change to make like nobody, things more equal. Nobody no nobody in that whole film Yeah, they did. N- you don't even know what I'm about to say. I know. <laughs> no nobody nobody it, nobody in that whole film called a man out by name as being the problem. They called out a lot of women by name. But they didn't call out not one man like, hey, I took my problem to such and such and he wasn't trying to help me. And I'm just like, man, how could you like how could you not support men? You're a man. And this is the thing that I'm just like, I'm not saying that all of them were blaming women because I don't think that that was the case. I agree with you on that. But I guess what I'm saying is a, a big chunk of what they were calling men's rights issues are actually just things that we've decided were the case as a society. And, I mean, I get that they don't like it, but it's like, I, like even the way that family courts are set up, it's like, that's because we decided women are homemakers and they're the ones that take care of the kids and do the domestic, the domestic work and all that kind of stuff. Like, that was the case for years and years and years. And now, because that's been the case all these years, and you know, like it's like our, our how how many how many years was our court system set up in a way where women were getting a ridiculous amount of money to support themselves because they had never worked in their whole lives because men didn't want them to work. So now that they do work, and that system hasn't changed, it's like yeah, it's unfair. I agree, but it's like that was because of how we set things up from a societal perspective. And it wasn't like men were the ones, or it's not like women were the ones like dictating the rules. They're like, oh, I think we just want to stay home. They they were not really given any choices. So if we decided so what that, I'm, what I'm hearing from you is that these are societal issues, not rights issues. Right. It's so like if it's there not, were societal activists, you would be fine with it. Well, not like societal if they issues. Men societal activists. Then you will no, be fine with it. No, no, Your no, problem is that they call rights 
and not societal issues. I, I know. Well, my, my, my thing is you can't say men's rights are being violated because mo- they're the majority of the people dying in wars when it's men that decided that women can't fight in wars. Like, that's not a men's right issue. You could say that, okay, well, maybe we should rethink that and, and do do things different, but it's like, like the the army itself will tell you that they didn't want women up until very recently in the battlefield because they're like, the men can't take it. The men treat the women differently and do things, they don't follow orders when they say, hey, don't go save, uh, uh, you know, private whatever her name is because, you know, it's going to compromise the rest of the platoon, that guy goes out and saves her anyway, or tries to. And even with firemen, too, they had similar things. Like, they can't focus on stopping the fire because they feel they got to protect her. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that's right. And, you know, I'm not saying inspired and different. But what I'm saying is, is, like, to mess around and frame that in a way where it's like, oh, man, it's like, you know, people aren't valuing uh, the life of men. It's like, I mean, I, I don't think that that's the right, the the right way to frame that argument. It's like now, and don't get me wrong, I could totally, I totally see the idea where we're like, okay, we're valuing the life of women more than men. I I get that, but then, like. I guess my my thing is, so, I mean, you're asking for, like, one, like, I, I guess it's one of those things where it's like, it feels like it, as if though people are making, like, some sort of, some sort of, like, conscious decision for that. And it's like, I don't know that we're making a conscious decision. I think it's just literally the way that we crafted have crafted our society for a little while now like i don't know i i can't even tell you how far back because i'm sure you can probably go back to to freaking prehistoric times with some some stuff some of this stuff or whatever the first cave people or whatever but either way i'm just saying like I, i if that's how we choose to make our society then that doesn't feel to me like it's a rights issue because like everybody has equal buy-in on how we're going to do things. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's not like they're calling men witches and burning them up. You know, it's like, I guess what I'm saying is like, it's almost like saying it's almost like being an activist for the color blue and you're being like, Hey, hold on, hold on real quick. That's another thing. Like, that is just proof. Like, they brought up something. That's like with the Africans. Uh, they, men actually were burned at the stake for being witches. And most of the time, just like women, it wasn't because they thought they were witches. It was because they had something that someone else wanted. So they accused the men of being a witch, got them killed, and then took what they wanted. Now, you only hear about the women witches or non-witches, the women witch trials, because they're women. Because we've decided that burning women alive was wrong, but burning men alive was whatever. We we just don't care. 
And that's not cool. Well, it's also because they're African. Nobody talks about Africa. In any case, the fact that Lawrence is willing to admit men have issues, even if he doesn't think they're rights issues, to me makes it seem like this movie was a success. <laughs> but, last week, you weren't even willing to admit that a white man could possibly have any issue in the United States. Oh, that's not true. That's like, it I, was I, true. I, I admitted that. last week. I admitted. So what no. issues do men have? No, no. Well, not, I had any, any, not any rights family. issues. And I had to explain to you about the family courts or bird dead. Someone dead. I couldn't remember. I mean, but, I, like once you brought that up, I admitted to that. You're even talking about it means that it's a success. The <laughs> movie was supposed to basically get the other side of the story out there, and since you listen to the other side of the story, which is what most men's rights activists just want, like to be to actually have a conversation, agree or disagree, they want to get their message out which a lot of times they can't even because they're they're having fire alarms pulled on them. Like, they have a word in this conversation. Whether you agree or disagree, the conversation has been started. And the fact that you will admit that men have issues means that this movie was a success. I'm sure somebody out there has made a better one. Because Home Chick is all right, but... She'd really need to get rid of those video diaries. That's like, uh, like, I definitely didn't need to see the diaries of her like pouting and or not pouting, uh, you know, tearing up and like being like, oh, this... huh? I didn't need to see the exercise, the circumcision. That's what yeah, I didn't need to see. That was no good either. That was yeah. terrible. And I, I, yeah. I've heard of female circumcision, which is just so disgusting. And the reasons why they do it is even disgusting. Or, but no, no. I mean, that, that's different. Like, circumcision and female, female uh, genital mutilation is not the same thing. It's similar. It, it really isn't. Yeah, it is. How? Because that shit was invented to keep men's libido down, to desensitize. They say, oh, it's a covenant with God and all this bullshit, but it's not. And the fact that people kill, st- still keep doing it under guys that it's a health thing is ridiculous. So there's no, there's no health benefits to being circumcised? There's actually more health benefits to not. Like the actual collagen and buildup and stuff and bacteria that gets in there actually reduces the risk of contracting HIV. So, so, oh, if I'm hearing you right, what you're saying is there are health benefits both ways? I don't know about the, the, I don't know, I've never had a circumcised penis, but I know that if there's a bacteria that blocks infection and you cut off the thing that creates that bacteria, that would be a health detriment. Okay, I mean, but what, I guess, uh, like, okay, like, let me put it like this. Foreskin Forum on allgames.com. Well, let's put it like this. 
when it comes to, when it comes to circumcision, one, like either way, your penis works fine unless somebody makes a mistake. Well, it doesn't work fine. You get it, it's desensitized. Listen, I I'm circumcised. I have no problems. But you don't know you don't have a problem. You're like, you know, they make all this big case. This is where men's rights are an issue, too, because they make a sense. It's like, oh, you can't assign to gender. You can't assign to this. But it's like, oh, but you could cut off a piece of his penis without consent. But it's it's the parents that consent, right? Again. They, like, everyone doesn't have to be circumcised. Again, there's a whole thing about you can't assign the gender, whether your parents, doctors, or whoever, because it's none of their consent. And then it's like you can cut their penis off. Oh, you're saying the babe, the baby should have a a choice of right. whether they want to be like circumcised if, or if not. If you grow up and, and and think about, oh, maybe I should get this, you know, because there, there's other people that you know never learn how to wash, and it becomes uncomfortable, and they're like, you know, I'm I'm gonna just cut it off, and that's fine. That's their that's their choice. You know, it's a lot. You know, <laughs> they got to live with that for the while it heals. That's on them. You know, their choice. I mean, but then if you're like, so then if that's the case, then why should we give, let babies decide whether they want booster shots or not too? Sure. If you want, if you want to take it that far. Well, but I'm just saying like, I don't like, <laughs> I don't see, I don't see the difference. Like, I'm just like, you know, like, yeah. I, that's why I don't you have know, if we think If you think it's, if you think it's healthier for your kid to be circumcised and not circumcised, then like, yeah. what's the big deal? And And that's why I'm like. I don't understand how you can even make it a comparison to genital mutilation because literally, like, you talk about lack of sensitivity. Like, the whole reason that happens is so women can't get pleasure from sex. I'm saying they're both terrible. No, but they're not equally terrible. They're terrible. They're both terrible. No, but I've never, I've never been, I would disagree. I've never been genetically mutilated, so I can't really speak to it, but (laughs) they're terrible. And you don't think circumcised. Huh? Yeah, you've never been circumcised, so shouldn't speak to that either. <laughs> that, that, that is genetic mutilation. I mean, <laughs> I've only been generally mutilated. Overall, Lawrence, overall, like, agree or disagree, what do you think of the movie, like, presentation, bias? Like, do you think it was a fair, like, what would you rate this movie? How would you rate it? I'd I'd give it like a three. It's like there's definitely like the the people they spoke with, like some of them um some of them, you know, were able to articulate issues with uh with men's rights that were perfectly fine. And I could appreciate, you know, what they were trying to bring to the table. Um others not as much, where I'm just like, oh, okay. You know, and then uh, the young lady that put it together, um, like the part, like the people she went out to go seek, I thought generally were were good people for her to reach out to. Um, it would have been nice if there was a little bit more diversity, uh, just because I feel like the perspective of somebody that, you know, like, I mean, we were, we were basically talking to, to like just about all white people. And so it's like the perspective of somebody who is, who is, been or or has understood what it's like to be oppressed in a different way their perspective on this on either side would have been really interesting to have um and 
she needs to get rid of all of the video diary stuff. Like it's unnecessary. Like I just like it'd be different if it was like her kind of like more so trying to like talk about her journey and where her thought process was at that point. But most of it is her like tearing up and looking off the camera, off to the side of the camera, and and just being like and and like you know, like you know I I don't know I'm just like I like why like I. <laughs> I don't need I don't need to know or I don't you can tell me this is tearing you apart and I would appreciate that. I don't need to actually see the video of you crying. What was worse to that, watch her that crying? That doesn't help me. Huh? <laughs> what was worse to watch her crying or the circumcision? Her crying. <laughs> the circumcision was bad cuz they like and which I'm like I don't know if all circumcisions happen that way. I I don't know cuz I'm like I I've never actually thought about uh, you know, I've never thought about how what the process of circumcision is actually like because they had this baby like strapped down and restrained, and I was just like, oh my god, like that looks terrible. Now at the time, it's a baby, so you can't tell it to be still, you know. And so it's like, I feel like part of it is more shock value than anything else, right? You know, it's, it's the same way how. I know that, you know, when, you know, I, I don't have any children, but, um, you know, my boy, when he had his first kid and he was like looking at how the nurses were handling the baby, he was like, oh, my God, they're like so rough. But, you know, they obviously have experience and they understand how like how baby like how how durable babies are. And it's like they weren't abusing them, but it's just one of those things where obviously when you're thinking about a literally a baby you think to be delicate with it because you're like, oh, my God, the thing is fragile. But when you have experience and you know what newborn babies can and can't take and, like, how you have to, like, or how the best way to handle them in order to get the job done, it, like, it looks rough. And so I'm just like, okay, well, it, it's probably one of those situations where it's like, okay, yeah, that looks rough because I've never seen a baby strapped down before, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but if you're going to snip off a piece of a baby's penis and you want to make sure that it doesn't wriggle in the wrong way so that you make a mistake because it's small, it's like, I get it, you know? Like, I, I, I get it. It's better for that baby to be strapped down for two minutes than to lead, lead, lead a life with a broken penis. So, the end. Uh, Burr in chat says, uh, I personally think foreskin looks weird. Yeah. <laughs> there it is, from uh, the mouth of Burr. He gives the, not the foreskin. Just, he, you know. <laughs> yeah. he gives he gives the movie five cut off foreskins out of five. Who Burr? Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. I added that. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yeah. So next topic, or we still got more on this? Yeah, no, go for it. Oh, what do you give it, Jay? I give it a three. Like there was a, a lot of info presented that I didn't know. Um, I think like you, I would have preferred more diversity and who she uh, interviewed. Um, I didn't have a problem with the video diaries, but you know, yeah, I thought overall it was okay. Cool. Oscar and Chad right. says, you ain't seen mine, Burr. 
Tom, he's Oz is defending his foreskin to Burr in chat. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how we got there, but all right. So let's talk a little bit about death. Um, because after all the issues we fought about or talked about in the last hour, presented in the film, ultimately, we're all going to die. So, Joe, why don't you tell us a little bit about DC Showcase Presents Death. Okay. Now, I, I mentioned this before, but I've never read Death. Um, so, I don't know how she's supposed to be written. Um, all I can do is judge this as a short film and if I liked it or not. So, it starts out with uh, Vincent, uh, an artist named Vincent. Uh, he's been drawing since he was a child. And we start with him at his job painting fences where his boss gets pissed off at him because he's not being fast or he's not, you know, he's not being expedient. He's being like overly meticulous. And so he ends up firing Vincent where he goes. So he fires him. So he goes to a bar to have a few drinks and this demon starts talking shit about him and you know he yells out at the demon but it disappears and he goes to the restroom but uh he ends up bumping into a girl and he's like stricken with her so he starts up a conversation and uh his demons start talking to him again and he's trying to like ignore them while having a conversation with this girl telling her he wants to draw her and you know so he's a little awkward and the girl gives him her hat and she goes off to do her own thing uh later we get like a flashback of his wife uh, vincent's ex-wife and how uh, she ended up leaving him because she tried to support him and he just, she just couldn't do it after a while. And he's just kind of a loser, but he loves to draw. And so he's at his apartment. Uh, he gets back to his apartment and he hears an argument outside and it's the girl from before arguing with two people. And he starts yelling down at them, telling them to leave her alone, and that he called the cops. And he goes down to, like, help her and see if she's okay. And the other two have gotten into an accident. And so the girl is like, yeah, you know, I wouldn't mind. Like, I'll be a model for you. And so he goes up and he starts drawing her. And his demons are, like, talking shit to him again, but he ends up just forcing them out, like, ignoring them and just forcing them to go away. And he's just completely engrossed in drawing her. And uh, when he finishes the picture, he notices that time is... And he's, like, first he's confused, and then he sees himself on the couch... Uh, with the needle in his arm and the girl kind of explains to him like yeah we're in a place beyond time now 
And, you know, he goes through denial and he gets angry and then he gets accepting. And uh, he basically, like, takes her hand and, uh, you know, uh, his cigarette that he was smoking when he died uh, lit the entire place on fire. And he comes to terms with the fact that, like, he he drew this, like, amazing portrait that no one will ever see and you know he just comes to terms with it and then the woman like leads him off and uh, afterwards the firefighters are like putting out his putting out the fire and they go and uh they see everything in the apartment is burnt except for the drawing and that and uh, the story ends there. Um, yeah, that's that's DC Showcase's death, and I really liked it. Like, it was really good. The pacing was good. Um, I liked the character Vincent, and uh, yeah, the portrait actually was pretty good too. I forgot who did it. I think Jay Lee. But yeah. No, Mo, since you are familiar with death, does that sound like a good death story? It sounds like a great death or death story, but it's just um, the only thing about it is that I like you don't really see her till you're at your last second. You know what I mean? So him seeing her mm-hmm. ahead of time and then. Big Ed obsessed with painting her is a little odd in terms of how death works in the comics. But other than that, the story itself, the irony, um, the art, I mean, you know, these showcase arts, they're all done in the same art style, all of them, you know? So I, I can't, I, I'm used to seeing her in different, more different art styles that I like more, but, you know, animating those is hard. So I, I don't, I don't, uh, can't really complain about that but other than that yeah like even the pace the pacing the design uh her characterizations because she she always comes to you with a smile on her face she's always happy which is you know it's death and she's always happy and even the ending like because he was walking with her at the end right like uh almost Mm -hmm. like a child again you know and that's one of the things she does. She comforts you on your way over. And then and, and until you, you know, unless you elude her or, you know, make a deal with somebody else so that you don't die, you can kind of see her and not have those effects that she has, but, or die. But yeah, other than that, it's, it's a pretty standard death story. Um, you know, it's not the, the, the best, but it is, it is a, a pretty good one. Like, I, I, I'm okay with it. Okay. Um. Yeah, I I liked it. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Like, I would go out and try and find some death comics. Like, I don't know if she's like a comic. Like, if she has had her own title or if she was, um, if she was like a minor a character in like Hellblazer or something. She was like a, I don't Sandman. She's Sandman. Even sister. though Okay, Sandman. 
So, yeah, I don't know if I would go out to find more of her. You will. Um, I'm sure I could. Like, well, that's your I know word. I typed death on the, the DC Universe app. And, uh, yeah, nothing yeah. with her came up. Which I thought the DC Universe app was supposed to be good for something. But apparently it's, I don't know. They still don't have a PlayStation app. Fuck them. Um, the her but, her own series, they're like spin-offs of Sandman, and I think she's had either two or three. They're all just three issues each. The trade paperbacks. They're just three issues each, and then I think she has a, a Sandman universe ongoing that's supposed to be ongoing now, or I don't know if it's a miniseries, but I know they did a new one when they revamped that. Um. But yeah, they're, they're, I'll send you a link. Because that's going to be okay. your, your homework for Trade Paperback Thursday. Oh, okay. yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Larry, you have any questions about this? I don't know if I have any questions. Uh, you know, I, I I wish I'd watched it. I didn't, I didn't know we were talking about it. So I would have watched it, but... Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, make it all sounds cool. Well, how would you find it? It's on YouTube. Oh, I don't know. Like, if you see Universe app. Yeah, no, it's on YouTube. Where would you... I actually put a link in chat for a YouTube video. It's the whole the whole movie. Wait, I'm wait. Well, you're saying it's on the DC Universe app, right? It's not. No, oh, it's, it's not, not on the DC Universe app. Oh, oh, my bad. Yeah, so I thought it was on that. It's on YouTube. I just put Death DC Showcase YouTube, and the first link that came up was it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, w- I would give this a good, good three point five out of five. I'd give it a four. Yeah. Like I, I really enjoyed it. Um. I see like these showcases, like they're really like I like them exposing little like characters that I might not already know or right. be super familiar with. Which that's how the the comics showcase were where you just get one issue of a character that is probably has his own series or her own series and and you just get to see one adventure and that even the format of these like the 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 19 22 minute uh little short films kind of f- they feel like you're reading an issue of their comic you know cuz it's just a short adventure mm-hmm. with with you know like they kind of the pacing of a comic book you know right like even the where they transition to the flashback in here and and even the the shot at the end, like it looks like that's how the comic would end, and where they would take the little exposition in the book. Okay. So cool. And then you did Sergeant Rock too, right? I, I did watch Sergeant Rock, which Sergeant Rock is about the guy. He's it's World War Two. Uh, his whole uh, 
his whole group is like killed and he's like the last survivor, lone survivor. And, uh, you know, he wakes up in the hospital. He's ready to get back to work and, you know, kill Nazis. And his uh, commander tells him he's giving him a new group. And the group is a Frankensteinian monster, a werewolf, and a vampire. And so he takes this group out to on a mission to kidnap some scientists uh, because they need them. They need those scientists their information for the war effort. And so you know they go. It's like a military drama where they go at one point the vampire wants to uh kill one of the not like wants to drink the blood of one of the nazis and sergeant rock is like no nah, he's even if he's a nazi he's a human and he's not food for like you and so they end up getting to the scientists and his platoon or his group they've all been turned into like zombies and so, you know, they fight the zombies. And then when it comes to the scientists, he's like, no, fuck it. Uh, you guys just have at him. And uh, they end up killing the scientists and burning down the laboratory. And the short pretty much ends there. Now, why is he letting him and, have the scientists, but not the soldier, you think? Say again? Why is he let him have the scientists, but not the soldier, you think? Uh, because he didn't see the soldier, the scientists as human, because of the experiments they were doing. I mean, oh. they turned this whole group of monsters, and he knew that that's what the U.S. wanted them for, too, to, like, turn people into monsters and he's like that shit doesn't fly got it so yeah i like this one a lot too like definitely more action oriented but it's supposed to be and yeah i thought it was really good <coughs> like another four out of five yeah. Especially too, like I wish they did like more wartime like more war like comics. <clears throat> like I know when the new fifty two started, like uh they had a war comic and like I was really into it, but I guess other people weren't, but it's it's always kinda interesting to go back to World War Two with like but with like that mystical or take on it, you know, like monsters and werewolves, like Operation Darkness, that game, uh, Overlord, like it's just interesting to me, I guess. That um, that short from. Uh, Love, Death, and Robots was pretty cool too. Even though that wasn't World War Two, though, right? I don't know. Which I one you're don't talking. know. I don't think 
Actually, it might have been World War II. I don't, I don't remember, but it was definitely uh, Monsters at War, which was cool. Okay. I'll have to try that. Oh, did you not watch that? No, we only watched it. Haven't... Love, Death, and Robots? He hasn't had huh? Netflix forever. Like, you're supposed to give uh, him your password. Did, for whatever reason. I thought we got it to him somehow, but maybe I'm wrong. Well, I gave him, I let him use my password. But that was like last week. Right. He hasn't gotten But I haven't it. gone on it. Yeah. You should watch. Did you see The Punisher already, uh, Joe? Uh, season one, yes. Oh, yeah. You got to watch that. I don't season. know. If Do that season two, man. Yeah. That season two. Okay. Like, I don't want to spoil the last scene for you, but it's it, it all the buildup for that scene is, is is worth the whole two seasons. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. uh, speaking of streaming services, real quick, uh, Disney Plus got new avatars or got new profile pics. Oh yeah. Yeah, they got like a set of X Men pics, except uh, I know they showed a bunch of them, but not all of them are on yet. Like I think Cyclops. Uh, Wolverine and Storm are there, but there's a bunch that they haven't uh, put up yet, even though the art is there for them. I think there's like there's like seven or eight of them up now. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I, I know I changed mine to Cyclops, and I saw more than a few. Yeah, I noticed that. Like, I went on to change mine, but they didn't have the one I want up yet. No. No Jubilee? No. No Jubilee. And it's actually, like, a really good picture of her. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. So, what's next? Next is Blood Realm, number one. Um... Uh, this is part of a Mozilla and new. Why, why are you laughing? Just like I don't know the way you hesitated sounded funny to me. I'm sorry. It, I'm I'm building it up, Larry. Like I I love I I know you are Mo. I'm here with you, buddy. Let's go. Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> Let's go. Um, I'm with you now. Blood Realm number one is a comic book that is on Alterna, uh, comics, and Alterna Comics is one of these, you know, indie comic companies they were on comiXology and and but they're selling everything now on their website now because they don't have a deal with comiXology no more and amid this whole covid19 lockdown they're like well we got to sell these online so people can read them for you know so they're everything's 99 cents across the board and that's part of the reason why they left comiXology because it's a little more expensive, you know, like they have deals and stuff, but th- all the, d- none of the deals get showcased. Like for example, right now, like comiXology has, uh, was it like a DC deal or, uh, you know, 80% off of DC, 80% off of dark, Ho- dark horse, you know, but they don't highlight a lot of these smaller print, print, uh, pr- uh, publishers, you know what I mean? So they, they're doing their own thing and they sent me the little press release and, 
I'm like, you know what? I'm going to buy one thing and, and review it. And it's, this was it. So insert Modil right here. Um, but yeah, uh, the reason I chose to talk about this on Movie Monday <laughs> is because if you read this book, it feels like Kate Blanchett would be narrating it. And like just like that opening of the first Lord of the Rings movie, you know, that whole battle, it has that feel, but it doesn't look like that. It, it, the art is all black, white, and red, which are my favorite colors. So I'm like, wow, I'm in. Cool. You know, I'm going to put some pictures in chat. They're all out of order. They're just pictures that I, I had. And, and it'll be up in a little bit. Yeah, there we go. Uh, so the art is, is very is stylized, and it tells the story of the Blood Realm, the, this weird kingdom with different races, and they're all fighting for control. And it it sounds pretty epic, and it can be, but in comic form, in with this art style, it's not that epic. But it still gives you that experience, that feeling. I'm like, man, I want to see this on a bigger screen. And then I'm like, well... If I want this to be made into a movie, then I'm going to lose a lot of the style that it has that I like. You know what I mean? So that's where I was. So um, as far as the story goes, it just jumps from like giving you the history of this little world and how humanity like fell and these other species and races like took over and how they fought. And it does a lot of that in like one page. Like it's a whole different era. It's almost... N- I wouldn't say time jumps, but it's like somebody telling you, like, oh, and then this happened, and then this happened, you know? But it's narrated. So, well. like, succinct. Yeah. And uh, Bruce says, what if they made an animated movie? Yeah, I mean, if they can get the art to translate, I'm down. It, it, it would almost feel like, like Bird Boy to me, how that animation was, because that, that animation feels like it was not not like a motion comic, but it feels like it was just cut and pasted from and then moved around i although i never seen read those comics those bird boy comics but that's what it seems like to me but i i was almost wondering when like looking at the pictures after you were saying it i was like i wonder if they could do it like almost like how they did like you know captured the the art style from like sin city still yeah like actually kind of use digital effects to kind of still make it black white and red yeah but who knows What, what was that joe i i didn't I didn't get that. Oh, I was saying I couldn't find the Bird Boy comic in English. Oh, but they have it in Spanish. Like I found it in Spanish. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. maybe I'll review that. But... Okay. Because I can kind of read Spanish. Espanol. Right. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and I actually give this book a... You know, I'm not going to go into the story too much because it's more about, like, you you just kind of have to experience it, you know? Some people might not even like the flow of the story because it's so succinct in the way they're telling it. Like, I want to see more, I want to see more. But, you know, they have all the other issues for 99 cents, so if you like this one, you can get that one. And uh, so I I would give this about a 4 out of 5. And, uh, yeah. Burr says I can read it. So, Burr, that's your homework. Read Bird Boy and then review it. And you could be the fifth mem- full fourth member of Fantastic Four for that one time. 
But yeah. <laughs> One time deal. But yeah, you can go to alternaaccess.com and the the buying process is easy. I wish it was a little easier, but because you know you can ch- you can check out. Luckily, I know all my card information by heart, so I just type it in quick. So it took me thirty seconds to down buy it. It took me thirty seconds to find it, buy it, download it, and start reading it. The it was super fast because you know you know you don't have to put a lot of address stuff. Some of that stuff's already on my phone, so it just automatically puts it in. And uh, yeah, I, I, like it was an easy. If they had Apple Pay, it'd be even faster because I don't have to type in nothing. I just hit Apple Pay, bloop, done. It was taking like ten seconds. But they don't have that yet. They're still. It's super new. Like I think this digital marketplace they have, I think, is a week old. Wow, they got it up that quick, huh? Well, they've been working on it because they left Comixology. I want to say last, like six months ago. So they they've oh, been working okay. on it and. D- d- populating it and scanning everything in properly so that you can actually like get what you're looking for and all that. So I don't know exactly how long they've been working on it, but I I feel like I actually got the the email that their their uh, store was up and ready. I think last week, so I assume it's been a week, but it, c- it could be a little more. And they're just reminding me, but I, I feel like I would have seen that comic news a lot faster than any other one um but yeah so alternateaccess.com 99 cents and also another mode deal is right now because it's <laughs> quarantine lockdown the the comiXology unlimited trial is now 60 days instead of 30 so you can you can oh, enjoy oh. free comics you know, on demand. Uh, and you, you literally, you just sign in with your Amazon. So if you have Amazon, an Amazon account, you sign in with that, boom, good to go. You might not even have to put in a credit card info or anything because it'll just bill it to whatever your Amazon account does. So just be sure to unsubscribe if you don't want to pay. Well, you got to, uh, once you link your Amazon account, you have to link your payment method in order for it to do that. Oh, okay. So there's like one extra step. Okay. But still not that. You're not typing anything in, really, are you? Like when you confirm it? Um, I don't think so, no. Yeah, I think it's like just... you got to sign in you sign your Amazon again and then you click yeah, you just have to redo your password for Amazon and then you ask you they ask you and you just click yes i believe cool like did it a few weeks ago so i don't re- i don't remember those details and that works really good the comicsology unlimited right now because you can just well, you get it, you download it you borrow what you want to read you download it and then it's essentially on your your tablet your phone your computer, whatever devices you have linked to your um, Comixology or wherever you have the app, and you'll just you'll just have it there. So you can drop one thing, pick it up in another, like right where the page you left off at, too. But yeah, and there's like a huge lot of shit. Like 
They've got a ton of shit to read. Yeah, especially right now since nothing's really coming out. Like they're actually they're putting a lot more stuff in there because it's they're getting newer stuff that people might be, you know, maybe a couple months behind on things. So th- they're putting it up. So if you have something that might not be new out, but it's new for you to read, you know, like you don't have to go look for it at the mm-hmm. comic shop. Um, do 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 you all feel like there are going to be like a lot of digital adopters because of this whole like shutdown? Oh, I think so. I think there's going to be a lot more digital. Like you're going to see a lot more independent comics that are be going to be digital. Like I can't call them not real comics anymore. And while I don't know if the people that try it will stay, I do know you will get. I do know that you're going to get a lot of people that were adamantly anti-digital trying it. Like I don't know if they'll stay, but that's always the first step. Like people that refused to try it before are probably going to try it now especially if this thing drags out as long as I think it's going to. That's interesting. Cause I know for me, like, you know, I've been seeing all the different digital things become available. And I know for me, it's like, you know, like, I mean, I already read comics on screens periodically, but it's not my preferred method. And, you know, it's one of those things where I guess, like, yeah, if, I guess if new stuff is only coming out digital, maybe I'll go check it out. But I don't know. Like, I don't really see myself, like, signing up for, uh, you know, any kind of digital comic book service so much. Yeah. So I don't know. But we'll see. Like, I, like, I feel like I definitely go through my backlog first. Try it out. I mean, sign up for the... the, the... Yeah. I've always said that if I was going to do comics digitally, I need to buy a tablet. You don't so have that at a least, tablet? You know, huh? You don't have a tablet? Nah, I don't have a tablet. <sighs> what I need a tablet for? Like, <laughs> it's like, you know, I got a laptop, I got a computer. Like, you can't even really see that well. Like, how are you going to use your phone as, like, your mobile computing? No, I mean, I use my phone fine to do to do whatever I need to do, like, from you know, like a smaller perspective, like I, I even I've, I read comics digitally on my phone sometimes. Oh man, no wonder you don't like digital. No, but I also have pulled it up on my computer again, and no, it's, uh, it's again, better uh, again. Again, you need a tablet. Like Joe, you have a <laughs> Kindle, right? Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, no like, like reading a tablet is a lot you a lot different from phone and from a laptop. Right, like it's a much better experience. Like I could understand why someone wouldn't have a a tablet. Like if you have a phone and a laptop, yeah. I could see someone thinking I don't need a tablet. Yeah, the only reason but, I would get it is for the digital comic. Man, I wish you would have told me yeah. you didn't have one. I would have because right, so. I have three tablets right now, and I'm only using one. So I would have gave you one. Huh? You can and, you can still give me one. And I know I can't leave the house. Man, wait, listen. You can stay. <laughs> and now listen, look, I, and I, now they're mandating that we have to wear masks. Like, how will you know it's me? Like, you, you might shoot me <laughs> when I come to your house. It's wait, like is that a mandate now? Eh, it's it's suggested. a hard a hard suggestion. 
But okay. I, I was saying, like, I can I can Thanks drive again. to your house, Mo, and you can leave the you can leave the tablet. Like, I'll tell you, I'll text you till you I'm outside. You can leave the tablet right on the curb. Oh, let me know when you make that that drive. I have a favor to ask. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm about to say, like, listen, we can't can't be two black dudes just rolling rolling around the city, Jay. With no, I'm like, they're gonna mess around and stop us. They're gonna be like, hey, what what are y'all up to? Yeah, you with, no mask on. With with mask or ma- or without mask. <laughs> <Or mask. laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Screwed both ways. Right? Mo and Emily were uh, kind enough to provide me with the mask. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Cause I, well, he talked. Yeah. About, Are y'all making cool masks? I mean, not cool masks. I mean, they're kind of cool. They are cool, like the way they look. But because I listen, I'll, I'll order a couple. I need a cool mask. Yeah, I'll, I'll put you on the list. Okay, good. We're uh, we're planning. She don't want me talking about it, but we're planning on. There's a, a motorcycle gang here that is feeding people. So oh, that's cool. We're gonna give them a bunch because they're handling with people a lot. So yeah, they could use yeah. the mask. And then, but yeah, we'll see. She's still in the making, manufacturing stage, but, but yeah, I hope she's, oh yeah, no, she's not listening. She's in the meeting right now. Okay. Listen, not, even if this lifts beforehand, I'll take a commemorative one. Oh, well, it's, I feel it's going to be a fashion statement now. Like it was already kind of starting. I had already seen people with masks before. That's true. But, but it now more it's so. True. Right. But yeah, let's get into some news. I'm going to play this news music. Oh, hold on. Let me find the button. Find, push the button. We should have a like, uh, like current, <laughs> well, not, not like that, but like, yeah. <laughs> I said, damn, put you on the list. It's like that, huh? <laughs> well, no, I mean, we got a lot of people we're making it for, but so he's, he's definitely getting one. Wait. My last words would be like. If I only had a mask. <laughs> My last words would be, Oh, Emily, why? <laughs> Curse your seed. <laughs> so did you do the news music yet? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't hear it on my end. Yeah, no, I, 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 we, we, neither one of us could hear it. Usually, right, when yeah. I when I say yeah or something after like a minute, a few seconds of silence, is because I played it. But I should have told you guys this before. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, did he play it again? <laughs> um, from Anime News Network. Uh, Yim Press delays manga novel releases through September. So I'm just going to read a little bit of this. Uh, Yim Press announced on Friday that it is rescheduling the print and digital releases of several volumes of manga and light novels due to the impact of COVID-19. The company is refraining from announcing September releases. Titles scheduled for April will ship as planned. 
but volumes ordinarily originally scheduled for release from May to August will be distributed through September. Uh, other North American manga licensing, publishing, and distribution companies recently announced similar delays. Soul Press announced that company halted all physical production. Dark Horse Comics announced on March 25th that it will reduce the number of releases in the coming months and that it will allow a return of periodicals up to 90 days after the on-sale date. Uh, meanwhile, Viz Media says it plans to continue to print and ship manga and other book releases through Simon & Schuster to bookstores and online retailers. Digital Manga Inc. announced that all aspects of its Wonder 3 Kickstarter campaign are delayed. Uh, comic book distributor Diamond Comics Distributing is halting all shipments to retailers of products slated for release on or after April 1st. And Capcom announced Thursday that an employee of its group companies has tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, the company is reviewing employee movements to determine who came into close contact with the employee and it is considering ordering the affected employees to stay home. Uh, Bandai Namco Entertainment announced on Friday that nine additional events in its Tekken World Tour and two additional events in the Soul Calibur World Tour are removed from the tour until further notice. And... Uh, yeah, that's your anime, manga, COVID-19 news. Everything's canceled. <laughs> Jay, you know right. what? I, I did want to ask you, because I know you keep up a lot more than I do with um, the going the goings-ons of YouTube behind the scenes and whatnot. What, what was this edict that they put in where you, you can't talk about coronavirus? Um, you know anything about that? Yeah. Uh, if you mention COVID-19 or the coronavirus, that video is demonetized. Now, now what's the now reason behind that? Um, well, Mo was postulating that it's to stop people from spreading disinf uh, bad information. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So that's... You know, like I haven't looked closer into it than that. There's a lot, like if you put, especially right now, if you put like you know COVID nineteen or coronavirus in your in our videos, like you get a lot of hits. And if you're just putting it to, you know, scare people to keep watching or things like that, or just to get hits, even though you're just saying some bullshit, like you're not gonna. Basically, you don't get money for that, even if you get a bunch of hits. So it kind of discourages it. And, you know, it makes people not want to put that in their titles or talk about it like that in their videos in, uh, you know, take a step back. And then the, the actual new stuff could be more accessible. You know what I mean? Oh, gotcha. No, that that makes sense. I can... uh, Tiger Clan Chess says they don't want people making money. Of off the epidemic, pandemic. We'll save that for the government. Yeah, and big pharma. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, All I know but, is that it's affected some of the YouTubers I watch, 
uh, in minor ways, like, well, one person it affected a, a like one video of theirs, but it's just kind of weird because we all know what situation we're in and people are basically just alluding to it and not saying the exact word, even though we all know what it is. It's kind of weird. Right. But, you know, it's, it's so, their choice. And, yeah, I, I don't think anyone's being hurt too badly by it. Like, I kind of wonder if it also uh, is affecting news sites because they have to report it. I'm, I'm wondering if their videos are also being demonetized. I'm sure they're not. Yeah, I'm sure there's it's an, ex- a, an exception list. Yeah. And as there should be. Like, I could totally see the idea of, like, let's make sure that if people are typing in coronavirus or COVID-19, let's make sure that, like, accurate information is the first thing they see versus speculation or anything like that. Like, I, I couldn't get that. Right. Um, so, but yeah, I just I just was one of those things where like in watching videos, I, I definitely noticed everyone doing that. And I'm like, OK, obviously they said you're not supposed to do this, but I'm like, what was the reasoning they gave? That was what I was wondering. Right. It says so, so Resident Evil make uh, leave some fans fuming over Joe Valentine's skirt. <laughs> now, I first heard about this on Twitter <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just like it's like going from the coronavirus talk to Joe J- J- Valentine's skirt. Is it was it like Jill, right? Jill? Yeah. It kind of makes yeah. sense. It like fits. it's a good segue. It fits. You know, it's a virus that killed off it a fits. bunch of people. <laughs> I mean, realistically, this is a much more important issue than COVID nineteen. Got it. Although some people don't see it that way, haters. But uh, basically, what happened is the Resident Evil uh, 3 remake has a classic fit. But instead of a skirt, she's wearing uh, skorts, like the short (laughs) things that look like in the front. And... A lot of people are upset, and I'm not sure how upset people are, because, like, someone's talking about a class action suit, (laughs) because it's not her original outfit, and I know some people are, like, some of the, like, lower comments are probably how they really feel, but, yeah, it's like, I can see both sides of it. I mean, not, not, you can't see we're going to file a lawsuit side, though. Our Look, <laughs> if you could file a lawsuit for an ending not being as good as you wanted it to be, well, you yeah, could that, file that shouldn't a lawsuit. Either. Yeah. Like, I don't agree with filing a lawsuit. Like, Basically, the lawsuit people are saying you called it the original outfit, but it's not the original outfit. So that's what they're saying. 
and uh you know i don't know yeah like i think one thing is i don't know enough about resident evil 3 like i don't know if it's confirmed to not be a score in the in the original resident evil 3 because i didn't play it i only started playing at part four and i stopped at six so I don't know but I know it's interesting because you know a lot of people are like oh this is Sony forcing their policies on publishers and I know censorship has kind of been a big deal on Sony because they've been going out of their way to make shit terrible <laughs> But Got it. I think one of the things that bugs me, though, is people who are treating this as if the people that care about this are losers for caring. When it's like, dude, sometimes you care about shit. And just because yeah. you don't care about something that someone else does doesn't automatically make them a loser. I agree with that. Like, whether or not Jonan liked your tweet or not. I'm, what? <laughs> Wait, it's oddly specific, Jay. <laughs> Dude, I mean, of course Jonan Vasquez liked that tweet. It's like, it's easy to see that we're, like, It's interesting because we are in the middle of one of the worst things ever in recent memory. Like this pandemic, it's a global tragedy. And so from a certain standpoint, I could see people that are, think that worrying about a video game character is trivial in the light of everything that's happening. But at the same time, it's like, dude, I'm not like, I'm not supposed to leave my house for anything except essential trips to the grocery store. It's like, this shit on my TV screen is like, this is it right now. This is what I'm supposed to do. Like, this is what the governor of California has told me is doing my civic duty. And so, of course I'm going to have, like, of course people are going to have time to worry about video games and TV and all this other shit because we have nothing else to do. Yeah. So here, here, it's here. like, here, here. so it's like, personally, I'm not like, I wouldn't be that bothered by it, but I'm not a Resident Evil 3 fan. So like, I think if they remade Resident Evil 4 and they gave Ashley Scorts. Uh, what if they gave Leon Scorts? Hmm? What if they gave Leon squirts? 
You know, it's interesting, but that wouldn't be as sexy because of the way the camera is positioned over his shoulder. There are not a lot of moments where you could look at him from below. So I'm not sure. Yeah. But isn't Resident Evil 3 the same way? The remake might be. Yeah, I think the original is. was. Yeah, no, the original wasn't. But I don't. I think. I think the remake, like you can't even see whether she's wearing skirts or anything, unless they do the fan service like cutscenes. But then it just doesn't make sense that they would put skirts if they're doing that. There is a picture. There is a picture which I will try to share in chat. Uh, where you can see um, uh, yeah hold on this taking on my you guys talk while I put this in the chat I'm gonna start another <laughs> news story while you're doing that do um, it DC Comics donates $250,000 to support comic book shops in need. Book Industry Charitable Foundation was founded in 1996. It began when booksellers at Borders Group started nonprofit foundation with the purpose of helping bookstore employees. Funding came from company executives, individual employee payroll contributions, donations from publishers, and vendors. It says right now the BNC has got his work cut out for it, and uh, 10 times... The, you know, DC always puts in uh, 25 grand, and this time they put 250 grand. So they're doing a little something. That's fair. Um, That's fair. I mean, I think, I think, I guess they're doing what they can. Oh, yeah. I see the squirts. Yeah. And so, yeah, like, if I got a Resident Evil 4 remake and they put squirts on Ashley, like, I probably wouldn't be cool with it just from a, now, a censorship standpoint. Are those squirts like, or just shorts? Well, the front still looks like a skirt. Oh, okay. So those are squirts. Okay. But, yeah, like, it's kind of like the same. Yeah, like, I know for me, it's about censorship and change. Like, I don't like when you change shit because, oh, we don't necessarily agree with that now. Which, if you're doing that going forward, is one thing. But when you're redoing your old shit with your new sensibilities, that's what I'm not really into. Like, could this is could you make an thing. argument that because it's a remaster, it is a new game? No. I mean, they don't. They didn't tweak right. anything else. No, they tweak the the entire game is tweaked. Like it's they had rebuilt it from scratch. Okay. 
But what I'm saying is, if you're rebuilding your old shit and the skirt was part of your old shit, especially when it's a different costume, like it's not even your your base costume, it's something additional, like yeah. that you have to get. Like you're selling me the original costume and it's not the original costume. Oh, it's, that... it's like DLC type stuff? Yeah. Mm. I hear you. I, I can hear that. I, like, if you're saying it's the original costume and I buy it and it's different, I could see that. Uh, Burr in chat says, in my opinion, it's not censorship. It's taking advantage of fancier graphics engine to make a better outfit. I mean, it could be both. <laughs> you know? And most likely, it is both. Like, it's it's weird. Like, I think everyone knows right now that I just do not like censorship. Like, if something even smells slightly of censorship, it starts to, like, I'm just ready to not like it. Like, yeah, I I am anti-censorship. And so if it is a censorship issue, then I'm going to be against it. Like, for the most part, um, you know, sometimes... There's some things that, yes, I get you had to change. Um, I remember there was an outfit in a, what the fuck, that fighting game where it's like a nurse's uniform. The one character has a nurse uniform with the Red Cross on it. And for legal reasons, because the Red Cross threatened to sue them, they had to change that. And so, like, that's something I get, like, it's not a matter of censorship. It's more like illegally they can't use that. But when they're just changing shit because of sensibilities, sensibilities that may or may not even last. Like, that's the weirdest thing, too, because style and what's acceptable and unacceptable is so flexible. It's so non-permanent. And I get this shit was different back then, but to try and say that, well, that just didn't happen because we don't think that way anymore just irks me. Uh, Burr says, wait, they promised it as the original costume? And yes, like they sell it as the original costume pack. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's all. Yeah, I'm not going to keep going on with my anti-censorship tirade. Let's move on to the next. Um, I was talking about DC a little bit a while ago, too. Uh, let's see, where is the story? Uh, Dale Crane. Do you guys know who that is? I do not. He no. Was, he was an editor at DC. Uh, he died. Uh, oh. He, over last week. But now they can't get his body back because he was in Vietnam. Wow. Yeah. Wait, why was he in Vietnam? I guess he was either vacationing or he went to live there. He's, you know, he's an older guy. He probably 
want to make his money last longer. You know, there's a lot of people that do that. Go to Thailand. Oh, like he lived in Vietnam. I don't know. He was there. Oh, but I'm thinking that in my mind, you know, it could be anything. It could be he was on yeah, vacation. Yeah. You know, there's people quarantined in paradise right now because they were on honeymoon, <laughs> and now they're the only people on that. You know, they rented a little beach house or whatever, and now they're stuck there. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, I mean, I know that, like, some people they were definitely letting come back, but I do there's that they were a little bit more wary of. Um, but yeah, that's really unfortunate. But yeah, yeah, I mean that that is that's happening often, un- unfortunately, where yeah. you know people are dying and they're not getting to, you know, I mean you can't have any funerals right now. You can't, you know, re- yeah. even really like say goodbye to your loved ones in a way that uh, is substantive, unfortunately, which is you know, which is really sad. A tiger claw asked, "Was it from the corona?" And they they haven't released those details. They, I don't think they even done an autopsy. Like, yeah, they're just letting the bodies pile up right now. Um, they started GoFundMe to try to get them back, but they see they needed three thousand dollars. His son Sean launched the GoFundMe, and there's people, uh, Jared Fletcher, Cliff Chang, Sean McLaughlin, different comic professionals have donated. So hopefully they they figure that out. But I know I told Emily if I get sick and die. While this is going on, just burn me in the alley. I'm good. <laughs> Please don't say that, Bo. What? <laughs> no, you know, listen. You know, like, oh, is, like just like it's funny because the way you it said. First. It. I'm sorry. What, what are you saying? She has to report it first. Yeah. Before she can burn you in the alley. Otherwise, it's. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like it's a legal thing. Like, yeah. you have to be declared dead and. They have to see that you're dead. Yeah. And then I think you she can burn the body in the alley. Probably I think not after in the that. alley. In the alley, probably not, but in the yard, yeah, I'm sure. I guess I should start digging the pit now just in case, huh? You should do it at the beach. Yeah. Well, what I would like is something that can't be done because there's no travel. Like, I want a Tibetan sky burial. But what is that? They put you at the top of a mountain and let a a bearded vulture eat your bones. It it has a beard? Yeah, that's what it's called, a bearded vulture. You never seen a, a, a Lammergeier? That's the, the scientific name. No. Oh, man. <laughs> that's my, literally my favorite bird. I'm surprised you don't remember that. I'm sorry. Speaking of coronavirus... Uh, a tiger at the Bronx Zoo was confirmed to be positive for coronavirus. Um, yeah. They noticed the tiger was, was coughing. Now, are you sure that and it's... so they had him tested. Are you sure it's COVID-19? Oh, are you sure that it's COVID-19? And I don't think uh, it is, actually. No, it's... It is. Because it's, it's... um. I know, like, felines could get it. They've been getting it. But it's like just the SARS or something, but cat SARS. I th- I think there is a a feline version of of coronavirus, but I think it's, I don't think it's the same coronavirus that we get. Because I know, like when you buy the stuff to like clean your animal enclosures and stuff, they do say uh, 
Oh yeah, I'll just put a picture of a Lima guy here in chat. But they do say it takes coronavirus away, but it's not our coronavirus. You know what I mean? It's like COVID two or some shit. Or SARS or MERS, MERS, Mar- 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 yeah. <laughs> Burr says no, it's the coronavirus. Mm. That's uh, weird. Yeah. Bronx ain't got enough tests for people, but they can test animals. I mean, to be fair, animals are more precious than people. They're going to be here after we're gone. Not a lot of them. <laughs> Some of them. Larry, you see that picture of that beautiful lammer guy right there? It's I see the picture. Yeah. I don't know if I call it beautiful. So you see, th- <laughs> so you see those colors that it has in its fur—the little orangey brown colors. Yes. Its real color is white, but after it dines on the bones of mm-hmm. people, it paints itself in the leftover blood. <laughs> Damn! No wonder it's your favorite bird. <laughs> that sounds one hundred percent like Mo. <laughs> It's like I washed myself in the blood of my enemy. <laughs> and you see it has a little it has a little goatee. I don't know if you can see it in the picture, but you see it under the beard. Yeah. That's what they call it beard. Yeah, not that little goatee that, looks it's, familiar. It's, it's a wild thing. Yeah. Anyway, we're gonna get out of here. There's more news, but we'll get to it tomorrow. Cause my back hurts. <laughs> oh no. Alright, let's I, do some final thoughts. I was supposed to buy a a, uh, a desk chair before all this popped off, but I didn't get to. Oh, no. Yeah, you definitely need, like, some back support. Because I was like, man, I only do this once a week, so I don't know if I should invest in a, in a chair. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then this happened. <laughs> yeah, need back support. All right. uh, so okay, cool. Um, Jay, why don't you give me some final thoughts? Um, again, I would say if you can find it, definitely check out the WWE Firefly Funhouse match. It's really good. Cool. Moses Magnum, final thoughts. I apologize to Burr earlier. I called him Heck. Burr lives matter. I agree. Burr lives matter. For the entire Fantastic Forum, thank you all so much for hanging out with us. We do appreciate you. We'll be back tomorrow morning. So uh, come check us out. Let us know what it is you want to talk about. Hit us on social media uh, at our Instagram, Fantastic Forum. This is Fantastic Forum coming to you live only on allgames.com.